Three, two, one. Are we live, John? We're live, sir. You're getting like a sexier three, two, one call down than well, before. It's like a have, very like three, two, one. We have uh, some some ladies in the studio. <laughs> is is that how your sex, sexy who, voice who, came about? You deserve a little sexy three, two, one. <laughs> um, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, my man. We're uh, just starting out the new year a little bumpy uh, with our internet. I'll yeah. You... Yeah. So for those of you watching, as soon as the live stream is done, the video itself will flow perfectly. Unbeknownst to us, the building changed the internet on us and Comcast has been a nightmare to deal with. So by next week, the internet will be fixed. But if the feed's coming through, we are actually running it through a hotspot. So yep. um, it might be choppy, but as soon as the show's done and most of you are watching on your way home or tonight, the feed should be perfect. So we apologize about some choppy feed going out. Um, it will be fixed next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if it freezes on my face in a weird way for a second, <laughs> don't, uh, don't be alarmed. Uh, Any shout outs before we get into our two awesome guests? Because I feel like today's show is going to be really cool with the fact that both of them are in the wellness and health I industry. 100% agree with that. Uh, shout outs. Well, it was a heartbreaking loss oh, for the ouch. Bears. I know. But I do want to shout out. We went from worst to first. Yeah. You know, so... It uh, it was bad, and I feel bad for the guy. But like he said, in the locker room, the sun rose the next day. The earth is still spinning. We're all fine. So uh, shout out to the Bears and the fans. And, you know, better luck next year. We'll be fine. Uh, I do want to give one more, a little more serious. On LinkedIn, uh we all have a lot of different people that we're connected with. There's a lady named Jacqueline Amaya. Now, I'll put it up after the show when we uh, put the feed out. Uh, I'll put the link to this. But she was nice enough to stop during the holidays. She saw a situation where there were two people who looked a little out of place, needed help. The police were trying to help them. The police did their job. The, the individuals, super nice. But what she did is she took a video of what was going on so that she could give a shout out to the police, but also learned that these people needed a job and shelter and food and such. So she did a mini interview because she's trying to help them get a job. She doesn't know these people. I just thought it was cool as hell. When I saw the video, I reached out to her to ask if we could talk about it and shout out. I'll put the link to the video so everybody can watch it. I don't know the people that she interviewed, if they're good, bad, or indifferent as far as what their skills are, but I just thought it was cool for her to do it. So I wanted to shout out to her. I've never met her before, but she's worth a shout out. Very cool. John one-ups me every time, <laughs> but then he always finds the best feel-good story. And tonight, today, you 10-up me. Well, I don't know. We haven't heard yours. I told you I don't even think I have a shout out today, and well, then you, you threw that at me. <laughs> no, but um, that's awesome. Is it going to be in the actual... Feet. So what I'll do is I will put her name and her LinkedIn profile in the in the post that I put up, and I'll see if I can't get the actual link to the to the video so that people awesome. can watch it. And who knows, maybe people out there can help these folks out. And 
I'm going to piggyback on your shout out. So if you're watching, if um, you guys can help these folks out, please do. I'm going to go as soon as we're done and watch the feed and see what kind of jobs they're looking for and see if we can't collectively with our network try to help them out. Yeah, that's That's, what it's all about, man. Yeah. Awesome. Good for her. And the Bears. The Bears. (laughs) The poor guy. The kick was, and I teased them a lot on social media like everybody else was as soon as the game ended, but it was tipped. So his kick was was tipped. So It was. Maybe some sort of redemption for the fact that everybody was ready to take his head off. Oh, I felt so bad. I, and he at least sat in the locker room and talked to the press. Yeah. And said, listen, I feel horrible. There's nothing. He owned up to it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you can say that's going to make me feel worse. I would have crawled in the corner I, and never I, came I, out. Right? So kudos but to him yeah, for, for being um, bold enough to come out and actually... Absolutely. Uh, address the uh, the press because so, that sucked for him. Next year is another year. But, hey, we went worst to first. Uh, and we were actually, we were favored to win that game. It was a tight game. They were a good team. You know, it's not, we didn't get blown out. I just, it was that one thing. And actually, uh, the Bears should not have let the Eagles go right down the field. Yeah, score that defense, defense. To put was the, the kicker in that position. So, at fault, too. Yeah. Had that uh, had the kick never taken place, everybody'd be screaming about the defense. So you know how much we joke about my my luck not being the best. I had bear season tickets, and at the beginning of the year, I gave them away because they I, could, I literally couldn't give my tickets away last year. Right, it, they'd be like, people would be like, "It's cold." No, it's okay. Thank you for the thought. You know, I'm going to skip on the game, and then <laughs> I give them away last year at the beginning of the year, and right. now they're amazing, and I well, give my tickets away. So off air, my we'll, luck. We'll talk about. Uh, the Blackhawks. I used to have seasons and went uh, the first time we won the Stanley Cup in 10-11. I had seasons and got rid of them. And then 13, we won again. But uh, I'm looking to pick back up. So yeah, now they're bad. We'll, we'll talk about that. Well, let me get into our guests because I think today's show is going to be awesome. I think we're going to have a lot to touch on. Um, both of them I can't wait to talk to after the show, too, because they both touch on parts of health and wellness that I'm passionate about and actually mm-hmm. need help with. Um, right. Our first guest, Dr. Michelle Kerr, um, she launched Lifestyle, Style, Lifestyle Physical Therapy and Balance Center in 2006. It's a leading edge physical therapy clinic to facilitate rapid recovery of neurological dizziness and balance disorders. Um, I'm excited to have you on the show. Most of the people that we know that do um, chiropractic and physical therapy don't specialize in the things you specialize in. So I'm really excited to chat with you. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. And it's worth noting that we did a rebrand uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay, perfect. Balance Chicago. Balance <laughs> so, Chicago. So if you're searching Balance for Chicago. lifestyle, it'll come up as Balance <laughs> Chicago. That's still me. <laughs> I, I took all of the stuff that I read off of. I believe it may have been your site, but uh, Balance Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Care deals with a lot of balance disorder stuff that, again, we were talking off air, vertigo, and I won't touch on all the rest of them. I'll let you explain what you guys do. But that's a very interesting um, subspecialty of this sort of medicine, isn't it? Yeah, it's so much fun. And it's so we deal with vertigo and dizziness, that kind of the thing that when you just feel off, like the best way to describe it is if you've had an ear infection and you wake up and you're just like, oh. It feels like I turn my head quickly and the whole world has to catch up. That's the stuff we can fix. So the stuff that often you go to the doctor and you go, listen, I don't feel good. I feel terrible. I feel nauseous. I have headaches. I'm 
feeling just dizzy and I can't make it through my day, my computer's hard, life's hard, that's fixable. Like that's literally the stuff that we fix. And uh, most of the protocols that we use in my clinic, I've used, I've developed in-house. And so that's awesome. why we're different than most because the things are, have been created by me and my team. That's awesome. And, and I love, you said it off air and you just touched on it again. You said it is fixable. It's curable. Cause I had a friend of mine, um, Fred, he, he sometimes watches actually, I'm going to link you with her after this show because um, when I was a personal trainer in college, I used to work with Fred and he had vertigo and I know for a fact he had gone to multiple people to try to fix it. And it was almost like when he'd get some sort of relief, it was like a placebo and then it would come back again. And it almost felt like I could see it to him. It felt like this never ending cycle of my life now has to deal with this dizziness, which I don't have it. Um, but it seems like a very helpless feeling for most people. Yeah, because there's so much out there that is temporary relief. It's essentially like only taking my pain medicine and not doing the things like we're going to talk later later about like eating healthy or doing exercises and being in shape. Like it's all part of it. And so what we do is figure out the first and foremost exactly where your problem's coming from. Like when you know the root cause, you can always get to the bottom of it. So we figure out the root cause, and then we're going to tailor the program exactly to you. Typically, you fall in one of two of my protocols, and we're going to work with you to get you back to all of your life. I love it. And you guys do um, physical therapy and chiropractic wellness as well? Yeah, so we do all the traditional physical okay. therapy. So if your back hurts, your neck hurts, when you're training for a triathlon and yep. you get achy, I got you. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to be real achy because I'm not a triathlete by trade. And I got I got talked into by our, one of our guests from next, who's coming on next week, and he's been on a couple times, Lawrence, a friend of mine, to do the Alcatraz triathlon. I'm a terrible oh, swimmer, and I'm a terrible biker. I'm an okay – I got short legs, so I can run, but I don't get very far <laughs> very fast. But um, I'm just not good at it. So I'm sure it's going to be a very different – body mechanic movement that I'm used to. So I'm going to have to come talk to you once I'm achy. So looking forward to cheering you Or on. before I'm achy yeah. so that I'm not getting achy during workouts. Absolutely. Do you find that that's kind of what happens? A lot of people don't come and consistently see somebody like you, at, maybe whether they're athletic or not, and they just wait until there's a problem and they come and see you guys. Right. And, like, and that's where we're more proactive about it too. So some of the fun things I love giving back and giving back into the community. So we support several different charities throughout um, the immediate Chicagoland area with their marathon training teams. We'll offer running seminars where you can come in and we'll do a running analysis on you. We'll videotape you um, on the treadmill and we'll help tweak your run or your shoes or whatever it is so that we can prevent some Possibles. Obviously, sure. we prefer you. We prevent pain, right? And you stay healthy. We're gonna if when some pain happens, we can fix that too. But we really are proactive in getting out into the community of helping people stay healthy and stay in their lives. I love that. Is there a rule of thumb for you know if you're active physically and you're working out, how many times a year or how often somebody should come and maybe get realigned or get a physical therapy session or at least get looked at so that you're preventing. So my, my dad's a cardiologist and he always talked kind of the same thing. It, it's better to prevent illness than wait until you, you're hurt or you're ill and then go see somebody. Is there like a rule of thumb for people? Yeah, I think at minimum you should have like a once a year checkup. Okay. In a perfect world you do twice a year, right? What is, okay, so I worked out all summer and now I'm gonna be a couch potato for the winter because it's cold here in Chicago. Um, so how can I best 
make my plan to get least out of shape over the winter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then before we hop into spring where we come all weekend warriors and think that we're still, you know, 17 years old and we can do all the stuff, like go, where's my body at now? And what are my goals? And really help us plan with you what your goals are so you can get there to the other side happily. Right. I, um, you're right. So many people, and we were talking off air about this too. I yo-yo a lot in my weight, which is probably what causes my back problems and a lot of my knee problems and a lot of things I do. But I feel like a lot of people do that. You know, they get very motivated. Right now is the perfect time. You know, everybody's motivated to go work out. But the two months prior, they were eating and having family outings and they gained a lot of weight. And then all of a sudden, they, like you said, the couch potato ends. They're motivated to the beginning of the year and they jump back and they think they're young and they think they're as fit as they used to be. Um, so I'm teasing John. I don't think he's going to, he's going to beat us because he think he thinks he's still, he thinks he's still 30 years younger. He's going to himself right now to so, give me crap. The one thing about, uh, age is there's also experience. So I'm very in tune with my age, my strength, what I can and cannot do. Whereas people that are younger who are just, you know, want to come out guns a blazing. Well, then they're the people that hurt themselves, like you. Yeah, so, I'm not that young I'm feeling anymore. pretty good about uh, my chances in this workout. No, challenge. I tease John a lot, but John's actually a lot more consistent than I am with his with his wellness and his, his uh, physical workouts. And that's, um, you know, I'm sure you see it a lot in your practice where people are consistent than not and consistent than not. And it leads to lifelong injuries. Do you see a lot of lower back? We were talking a little bit because I, I have it now. And I know a couple people listening that are friends of mine. Um, actually, one of them is watching right now, um, has lower back issues. Do you find that that's a the big part of the pain process that comes into you? Yeah, if you think about your low back, think about your body as a house or a building, right? Your core, your stomach and your low back are the foundation, the basement, the, the place where it all starts. Right? So if you don't have a strong core, if your stomach isn't engaged, if your back's not engaged, if all the supporting muscles aren't engaged, everything else is a house of cards. And it, one wind goes by and it's all going to tumble. So how do we maintain the flexibility of your legs, the flexibility of your low back, and your core strength? We sit all the time and we sit with our bellies like on our thighs, right? So <laughs> think about our posture, like be in your posture, like the Pilates things that we do and the other things in life where if you just add a little bit each day, uh, you're going to be so much healthier. And people always say, oh, I don't have time. I'd be like, have you ever walked out of your house, Mo, without clothes on? Never. Never. I don't think so. Right? No. Like you make time for that. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you invest in Future Mo and make time every single day for the health of your body for life? It, I, health is wealth. I, I've been saying this recently, and, and John touched on it. You know, with age brings some sort of, uh, I guess, experience. I, in my 20s, I really didn't take care of the wellness side. I'd work out really hard, but I wasn't very focused on it. 30 hit, now I'm in my mid-30s, and things are starting to fall apart because I was pretty athletic growing up. And I'm starting to make more time to be conscious about my health, but I feel like if I had done that 10 years prior, I'd be in much better shape health-wise than I am right now. Um, any tips, like daily tips where you say, hey, you should be doing X, Y, and Z every day to just make sure posture's good, health and wellness is okay? I think stretch out your hamstrings every okay. single day. 
like it's so important your hamstrings are your sitting muscle they're they're like they're the ones that keep us upright okay. get a strong back like whether it's doing something simple like planks um come and see us and we'll give you a couple exercises and uh what i'll do is i can you can send my put my email on here too and shoot me a link and i'll create like five or six exercises to do and i'll forward that to you so you can put that in the link too on this if awesome. you'd like yeah john i think um puts most of the contact information there but what we'll do is we'll put both of your contact informations, if you're okay with it, I know you are, um, in the comment section of the actual video. So for those of you watching, if you want to reach out and schedule a time to go um, see the doctor, you can. How did you get into this realm of medicine? Because I'm always curious about how people get into what they're doing. Was it something that you always wanted to do or kind of fall into it? No, I mean, I'm, I'm just... A little rebel, a little nerd, uh, as well. So you me, put those together, and magic happens. So I like to always joke that I've through my entire life, I've always gone through the door that was mostly unlocked. And I'm like, hmm, what's <laughs> over there? What what can I? What can we do over there? What kind of trouble can we get into? And the easiest way to get to me to do something is tell me I can't. Yeah. So at some point. It. I'll score you the gory details of how I got into medicine. So once I was in medicine, uh, someone went ahead and said, you can't fix dizziness. I'm like, well, is that true? Or have people just been lazy around it? Right. Maybe we can, and it just hasn't been done. So let's check it out. So long story short, it, took, it was myself and another physical therapist and took all the principles of fixing your back or your knee, or your orthopedics problems, and applied them to your inner ear system, your vestibular system, and said, all right, well, let's reverse engineer it. Let's create exercises that will work your eyes, your inner ear, and your sense of touch, which are all sending signals to brain to tell you where you are in space. If we strengthen all of those, can your dizziness go away? Interesting. And it does. Interesting, and I, and I love that you said that. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs love to challenge the you can't do that but you've taken it a step further in a realm of medicine which then takes a whole lot of science i mean there, there's a fair amount of people trying to fix different things and you guys have become an expert on it so you've taken the no and then you've applied a lot of science to it which is to me fascinating you know people told us oh your real estate company won't last a year because it's not the market for it and here we are four years later and and we lasted but the path to success in what i'm doing is fairly well laid out. I mean, I just have to look at what other successful people did, mimic it. I can do things a little bit different in my own way and just work really hard. But what you did is you, you almost paved a completely different area of responsiveness to a, a problem people have, which is, which is fascinating. Was dizziness something you, anybody, somebody in your family had, or was it just that area of law? Somebody's like, well, you can't fix that. And I'm no, it was, it. it was super serendipitous, like most of life is. I think yeah. if we walk around with our eyes open, we have opportunities everywhere. everywhere. So I, was, I had opened a physical therapy practice for someone else in Highland Park, and I didn't like sitting in traffic. So I went to the high school, I went to Highland Park High School, and I said, hey, I'm a certified athletic trainer. Um, do you need some help? Like, you don't even have to pay me. I'm just going to hang out. I'll tape ankles. I know that athletic trainers are always overworked. Yeah. And he was like, well, I actually have a paid position. And I wasn't mad at money, yeah, so sure. <laughs> I went ahead and took that. Uh, and I was the athletic trainer for the lacrosse team. And I had two guys go down in the same game with head injuries. One was a very good athlete that was vying for a D1 scholarship and was a fantastic athlete. who's just a rock star. And the other one was just playing a sport because he wanted, his dad said, well, if you want to play your guitar, you have to play a sport. 
daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> two totally different apps. <laughs> right. So, and ironically, the kid with that wanted to play his guitar was like, uh, like he was just like, oh, I feel like he does. And the other guy's throwing out, I'm like, you have no injury. And this kid that was like vying for a D1 spot is like, really had quite a bad head injury. So I was like, you go play and handle daddy issues later. And this other kid though, he's like, I can play. And this is way back when, um, that was like, CAT scan, MRI, how do you feel after right. a head injury? And that's not good enough. Yeah. And for me, that wasn't good enough. And then, so I started doing some research of what was the best of the best of the things on the market that we can evaluate and treat in, uh, people after head injuries. How do we decide when to send them back to life? How, when is it safe? Because if that kid would have gone back on the playing field, got a second concussion, he'd been dead. Like, and dad's not okay with me, yeah, not under no. my watch. So I started doing this research and I did about six months of research and we started seeing dizzy patients in the clinic too. So we started just kind of like, it started out as a game. I mean, I was going out on Saturday mornings, like testing athletes because I could, you know, like every normal 20 year old does, right? <laughs> Jesus. So total nerd. I told you. <laughs> well, so you, you had a passion. So yeah. it was a nerdy passion yeah. that kind of led you that way. And so it was so fun. So it just has kind of evolved from that. Of like, all right, well now we can test these people better. What do we? How do we rehab them better? Right. And it was the school of thought back then was go sit in a dark room and come out after a yeah. week. Well, we know your whole entire body goes to waste if you sit in a dark room for sure. a week. And not only that, it's not fun to be in your life, right? They yeah. just make it more inclusive. So, how do we get people to be active and heal? How yeah. do we balance that? Um, challenging your body to heal and giving you adequate rest. And that's where it all started. And you probably came on at a point where concussions and, and head injuries, they were happening just as much as they are now, but they were not, like you said, addressed and not as popular of a topic as it is now. I played lacrosse, so I know you got yeah. a lot of head injuries with the helmets hitting one another, especially defensive guys and the offensive guys constantly hitting helmets. It's almost like a football collision but football now is becoming something really looked after when it comes to the concussions and how much brain damage they're getting it's interesting you know i i love that you guys are pioneers in that because i think it's just going to continue to become a topic of conversation and something that needs somebody like you to help address it in a effective way whereas most people just say yeah go sit in a dark room or don't do anything for two weeks i've had a concussion and it was probably back when you were treating them at you know uh highland park high school and the rule of thumb was don't fall asleep right away and just, you know, make sure somebody's watching you in case you don't wake up. And um, <laughs> that sucks. Well, what happens when you don't wake <laughs> up? Then they're watching you and they got to call 911. But it wasn't really a well thought out um, uh, wellness plan to get you back to being able to go play the sports. Because most people, they might get a concussion, but they eventually want to, even if they don't go play football, they want to be able to go be active again, not be dizzy again or have reoccurring issues for a long time. Totally. I, I mean, one of the, like, I'll never forget this girl, Sammy. She's the cutest. I saw her when she was nine years old, had a concussion, fell in gymnastics. And they were like, well, and then she got, like everyone with a concussion, you get sad, you get, you don't want to be out, yeah. you don't know how to act in your life, it's difficult to read, you don't want to socialize. So this very vibrant young being who's nine years old, the doctors were like, hmm, that's how she's going to be. Pardon me, like, are life. you motherfucking kidding me? No, yeah. no. And so her mom did a bunch of research and found me and was like devastated. Yeah, and I course. was like, no, I'm taking this nine-year-old and we're going to get her back. 
and it was so much fun working with her and you can see when someone goes from little lump to themselves and the day that it all shifted she kind of bopped into my office and i was like oh my gosh sammy i'm like how are you feeling and she's like good and i was like all right so i'm like do a little backflip and like had her doing backflips down and backflips back and mom would be so sad sad and scared she'd drop her off sign her in go to starbucks and come back so i hear mom up front i go grab her i'm like mom do you want to see something cool and she's like yeah 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 so i pull sammy out of the exercise i had her doing i do some work in dark rooms too like it's really fascinating come by and visit anytime and i was like sammy go seven backflips down seven backflips back no headache no dizziness happy as a clam the little nine-year-old was vibrant and beautiful and bright and mom just balls and just is like wow i get my kid back and that's a fantastic feeling and you took hopelessness in somebody and gave them hope and that you know anytime you're injured i've been injured i've I've torn pecs so i stopped powerlifting. i've had concussions and stuff you do have that will i ever be able to do any of the things that i used to be able to do that i was passionate or in love with ever again yeah. Being able to give them that hope back has got to be such an incredible feeling. Yeah, and it's like, for someone who's nine. Yeah, <laughs> like, especially like, at nine, because they're scared you, at that how point, How are you going to like, take that away from someone? So I can do that at nine. I can also do that at you know, nine, nine. Yeah. And I've done it in all Even ages. at John's age. So John, if you need to go in the dark room and do, if you got to go and do backflips, we're going to, we should just do that. Just, just go in there and let's have you do backflips in the dark room. I, I couldn't do backflips when I was nine. I can't when I was either. 29. <laughs> No, um, no, no, no. Got to know your limitations. You know, and so you're balancing, obviously, staying on the forefront of medicine, which isn't easy, with also running a, a business. You're an entrepreneur. Um, any tips for entrepreneurs that you'd like to give somebody, whether it be not a lot of people are going to be going into your realm of work, but just in general becoming an entrepreneur? Because I'm sure it wasn't easy becoming an entrepreneur and then obviously having to become a doctor as well. It's two very difficult things. Yeah. Um, and it's always worth it, right? And my, my best advice is when you're in the, you're like everything's possible stage, write it down. Write down why you want to do what you want to do and write down what you want to do. And not just in the minute when you open that, your door the first day, but what do you want to do at five years and what do you want to do at 10 years? It's going to change, but write it down so that when you have a deep, dark day, Go back to that page. I love that. And find a mentor fast. Like some people collect tchotchkes or stuff. I collect mentors. Get mentors. Ask questions. Like don't suffer alone. I, I love that. And it's the mentor topic has come up a lot here. But the write down topic, I write stuff down, but we haven't had that come up as a piece of advice, the continuous goals. Have you ever read The One Thing by Gary Keller? Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm a big goal setting guy, but I'm big on writing things down and then taking a long term goal and then trying to chop it down into what do I have to do now to get to my three year, my five year, my 10 year goal, so on and so forth. Yeah. The um, I think it's actually Bill Gates's quote, but Tony Robbins, who I love, stole it and uses a lot or borrowed it and uses it a lot. So it, everybody quotes Tony Robbins for it. And he says, we overestimate what we can achieve in a year, but we underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. Yeah. And it's always nice to watch how you wrote your goals down and then five years, how your 10 year goal is now going to change because you may have exceeded that in right. five. So I love that. I'm going to segue over to Allison and then we're going to have a round table discussion. Um, Allison Velazquez, did I get that right? 
Yes, good job. There I go. She's the owner and CEO of Skinny Souping. I'm super excited to chat with you. Um, you're an author, you're an entrepreneur, you've done a lot of stuff in health and wellness, but I'm going to let you explain what skinny souping is. So I don't butcher it. Like I did balance Chicago at the beginning of this. Um, so tell us what's skinny souping. Skinny souping is a line of drinkable soups. Everything is packaged for consumption on the go. Um, all of our soups are made with just a handful of simple clean ingredients and everything is vegan, gluten-free, no preservatives. Um, really, it's just a delicious meal that um, can be consumed on the run. And all of our flavors were designed to be delicious, hot or chilled. So it doesn't matter what time of the year it is or what part of the country you're in. You can always enjoy our soups. And what I love about what you guys are doing is this whole, and we talked off air about this too. We have this fitness challenge going on. But I, I like to do every once in a blue moon a juice diet. But it makes me feel crappy for three days in different ways we were talking how we have a almost the reverse effect on me and you mm -hmm. um first day i'm kind of hungry but i'm just like okay this stinks day two my headache is off the wall i, I can barely work and day three i'm just miserable because i'm like i haven't chewed on anything for a long time and it, and it feels weird to me so i'm always miserable but i do it um this feels like it would be a much smarter satisfying way to do whether it be a cleanse or to integrate it completely into your diet. Because I can never integrate a juice cleanse or a juice into my diet because it's either got too, we talked about this too, too much sugar, it's got you know a weird amount of carbohydrates, it doesn't have fiber in it. But what you guys have is something that you can either use as a cleanse or use um, as part of your diet. Absolutely. I mean, that's the great thing about soup is that it is literally, to me, the oldest uh, original health food. So it's a complete meal um, in a jar now, not in a bowl. Um, but you, um, if you are looking for a way to really kind of kickstart some different habits in your life, you can definitely c combine our soups and use them as more of a detox. Um, like you were saying, when you compare them to a juice, they're definitely... Um, much more nutritious and you're not going to experience a lot of those side effects that you were having um my doing... hangry side effects yeah your hangry side effects with the juice cleanse uh john can i show some the packaging because i actually i, I love the packaging and uh allison explained you can reuse these you can heat them up and you can use them to take like you said tea i would do pre-workout a protein shake so they're reusable and the packaging is also very smart and cool is it on me yeah, so i can absolutely. show it with my little t-rex arms <laughs> we have uh spicy super greens which is this guy here which you said is your most popular that is our number one and then i have butternut squash coconut curry which mm. is another one and then broccoli lemon arugula and then a, you can read tomato tomato and ancient grains but it's, um, so this is one whole serving in here, correct? Yes. Okay, so cool. it is one whole serving at 16 ounces. So it's really meant to be a meal. Yeah. And um, due to all of the vegetables and fiber content and also the um, additional water in order to make it drinkable, um, they're very filling. Okay, awesome. And that's, that's the other thing. I never can tell how far out from one another I should be having juices because I'll drink one when I'm hungry throughout the day, and I'm like, well, I'm not satisfied at all. Right. And I'll drink a second one behind it, and that really kind of messes the cleanse up. And by the end of the day, I'm like, well, shoot, it's 7 p.m., and I don't, I don't have another one to drink. What am I going to do with myself? Um, but this, you can just tell by looking at it. it it's a more filling-looking meal. It's a meal, not a juice. Well, exactly, and that's the difference. It is a full meal. 
but people are really surprised by a um how filling it is and then b when they look at the nutritionals and the calorie counts how low yeah i'm looking at them they definitely won't be able to read them but i'm looking at the spicy super greens and it's uh, 110 calories four and a half grams of fat the carbs are low the protein's high for having that low of calories four grams but you said you have different types depending on what you're looking to do with your wellness correct exactly um i actually kind of built the soups backwards instead of building them from a nutritional profile stamp or i'm sorry instead of building them from a flavor standpoint i built the nutritionals first of what i wanted to see because i know um being in wellness and as you, we discussed before um everybody's goals for nutrition are very different sure. so i wanted to make sure there was something for everybody um and so i built the recipes initially looking at what nutritionals i wanted to have some of our soups are very high in protein some of them are um, very low in carbohydrates more alkalizing and then from there i developed uh, the flavors around that and how did you get into, I mean, you've got to uh, the souping now, but how did you get into health and wellness in general? Um, that is a funny story. I kind of, um, I've always had a passion for health and wellness. I've um, been a fitness addict forever. Um, I actually became a vegetarian when I was 10. Whoa, early on. Yes, I guess you can say I was opinionated. <laughs> um, uh, and at the time, my mom told me that's fine if you want to do that, but I'm only cooking one meal and <laughs> okay. that will have meat. So feel free to figure Learn out how, to, how cook. to cook on your own. Um, so um, all of that has kind of always been in the works. Um, I did a quick stint in corporate and realized quickly that I didn't belong. So I left and I started teaching Pilates, um, which is a fitness regimen that I still swear by and love. And what I quickly found was that all of my clients weren't reaching their fitness goals because uh, of the other huge component, which is food. So I decided to go to culinary school here in Chicago locally and um, start combining food and fitness to my clients in order to help them really achieve their goals. And um, that was kind of like my beginning, my real beginning and transition into health and wellness. But my um, relationship and love for soup started really early on. Um, my family, um, I was born in Mexico. My family and I moved here when I was really young and one thing we brought were our traditions, and we always started our meals, every single meal, uh, with soup. I love soup, um, and I, I feel like you're right. Soup is the original health food. Um, that's a fascinating story because, it, again, much like doctors, it started with a, a want to be an entrepreneur, and then you fell into kind of a passion piece of your being an entrepreneur. Um, when you first got into health and wellness and wanting to do the soups and stuff, was it hard to kind of differentiate yourselves from the idea of a juice diet? Because that's a popular thing now. Was it hard to get people to realize we're not your traditional juice diet? We're something that gives you an actual meal. Um, well, I mean, we used actually, um, we launched originally online as a direct-to-consumer business. So we actually used the idea of a juice cleanse um, to um, kind of open the door for us. Sure. And um, people immediately, I was surprised because people immediately gravitated towards it. Everyone has, I mean, there's so many like memes and jokes out there about like, um, I'm angry, I'm on a cleanse, don't talk to me. Yeah. So um, the idea of actual food really resonated with people. And um, I, I mean, it validated my concept 
pretty much immediately as soon as we launched into the marketplace, which is why we um, then quickly decided to pivot and launch into retail. And you guys are in a lot of big name retailers, Whole Foods. I'll let you name them because I'll butcher them, but I um, Whole Foods is the yes, big guy. Yes, uh, Whole Foods, um, locally here in the Midwest, uh, Mariano's, uh, Fresh Time, Better Health, Fruitful Yield, um, Amazon Go stores here soon. Yeah. Yeah, so... We, uh, I found out today Jeff Bezos is getting a divorce and he doesn't have a prenup. $137 billion. That's going to be the divorce. But it was a very amicable. They made, they made a co-post. It's a little off topic, but it was an interesting one. They just basically uh, put out a tweet together off his account that says we would have done it again if we knew we were going to get divorced, but they're getting divorced. And she was a big driving force behind getting Amazon up and running when he first started. So no prenup and it's going to be the world's largest divorce. Well, I will keep that in mind for future dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Jeff Bezos' wife needs a new husband, I'm single. Um, but it's incredible that you guys went from direct-to-consumer um, online to hitting such big, big stores. What was that process like? Um, that was crazy. Um, I, um, I mean, when we launched online, that was more... So a way for me to kind of test the marketplace and understand if there was really, um, I mean, proof of concept, right? if people were interested. And what we heard is people were like, we love the soups, but we want more access to them. Uh, I was like, that means retail. I know nothing about retail or a consumer-facing product like that. And um, I started networking and um, eventually found people in the food space that were local and the food um, space here in Chicago is small, the community, and everyone's really helpful because food is really hard, um, especially fresh food. I love that the industry was helpful for you and that everybody kind of rallied behind. It's, it's, it's a great looking packaging. So I can see somebody walking by because I have a friend that was trying to get into retail, kind of mimicked what you said. It's, it's not an easy thing to do and you have to have a really smart product presence when it's sitting on a shelf. And this is a really cool looking packaging. It's instantly um, noticeable. Um, how long have you guys been in retail? In retail, we've been um, a little over a year. Good for you. So yes, and I appreciate the comments about the packaging because that has been um, literally- Labor of love? Uh, yes, and I'm a complete control freak, so I've designed like everything myself. You've done an incredible job because it's simple, it has the fact that it's vegan. It has some of the nutritional facts. Um, it's easy to read. I, I mean, this is personal preference, but if I have to walk by something and I can't almost instantly tell what it is and I have to start reading it, I'm, I'm turned off by that. If it's not a product that I'm constantly used to using. So if I've never seen skinny souping and I'm walking by and I see this on a shelf and I'm like, okay, skinny means it's healthy and I can utilize it if I'm trying to lose weight or stay healthy soup like soup and then you have all the health stuff on here so i love it it's very smart packaging you did that all yourself thank you Good yes for you a lot of people have to bring somebody in to do that I, and i always say sometimes let the chef do the cooking because i'm i would never be able to take this and be like all right let me design a smart label it would look terrible but having the the knowledge to do this and the foresight to come up with a really cool looking product piece um, good for you. Well, the nice thing was um, that was where um, our direct-to-consumer business came in handy because typically when people are going um, have a CPG product and are going to retail, they don't don't truly know who their consumers are. So it's kind of like you know sh shooting uh, what is it 
fish in a barrel. Barrel, yeah. Um, we actually could talk to our consumers, and they were telling us exactly what they wanted. They're like, I want this package so I can take it on the go. This is what's important to me. So that really helped um, um, with some clarity around what the packaging should be and what the call-outs should look like. So I can stop by any of these Whole Foods and find you guys and yeah. pick some up? And then I saw on your website you guys had a subscription. Is that a subscription? Yes. What is it that? It is yet to be launched. Okay, coming um, soon. Coming soon. So the idea of the subscription is um, similar to what um, the the reasoning behind the soups are is really um, offering people an option for lunch. Okay. Which we've found is really a huge pain point for people. Like yeah. everyone loves dinner. That's kind of like the indulgence. Breakfast is, um, you know. Everybody has like a go-to, but then lunch is like middle of the day. Like, what am I going to do? What am I having for lunch? It's, it needs to be functional, but it also needs to taste good. So the subscription is uh, taking all the guesswork out of it, and it's really just um, a variety pack of soups and then also um, a flavored alkaline water. Okay. So um, our alkaline waters are, um, you know, a future um, product extension that people really enjoy. It's really um, alkaline water with a little bit of fresh pureed um fruit or citrus and um, herbs into it, like mint or basil, Yeah, and it's just clean and fresh. And I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm all over the place all day long, and I, I feel like Chicago, being a big city, it is kind of that on-the-go, everybody's rush, 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 and then lunchtime comes around. Sometimes I, I have 10 minutes to eat lunch, and I'm trying to Uber Eats myself something, and usually it's something unhealthy because I haven't planned it, because I get to the time where I have a little break, and I'm like, okay, what do I do now quickly? And it's always something unhealthy. So that's a fantastic idea. How long do most of these last? So if I was to buy the broccoli, lemon, arugula, how long? Um, our shelf life is uh, from production 70 days. Wow. Yes. Wow, that's strong. Another labor of love. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that's interesting, because you can't do that with the juices either. You, no have like a week to two weeks to drink that stuff and it goes bad because everything just kind of settles at the bottom and you, it's not good for you anymore yeah I, I mean there are other processes to extend them but I'm, I'm really happy about where we were able to get the shelf life on our soups especially considering they have no preservatives in them yeah it's fantastic because I could just go and buy essentially two three weeks worth of these and be safe and just put them in my fridge as opposed to if I'm doing anything juice-wise, I could buy a day or two's worth, and then i got to go back to Whole Foods or wherever I'm buying them, and then buy another couple days' worth, and then so on and so forth. So that's the convenience factor of that, at least for me, is, is humongous. Convenience is king. And that's the idea is that when you're at the grocery store picking up food for the weekend, that you can throw a couple in your cart and your lunch is set for the week. You can take them to work, keep them in your fridge at work, and then everybody has a microwave, so you can pop them in the microwave sure. and walk right into your meeting. You can't really walk into a meeting eating a salad, but you can walk into a meeting and sip on soup. Absolutely. For me, this is such a great tool because what I do most of the days, I coach and train business owners, realtors and stuff on their business. But I'm from 12 to 1, then 1 to 2, 2 to 3, and I'm in and out of things. And I sometimes tell people, hey, I need like 10 minutes to eat, and I don't want to eat in front of them, so I'm literally I go downstairs quickly, eat, and then eat too fast and run up. Whereas this, I could sip on this throughout an entire meeting, and I've had my lunch. Exactly. Fascinating. Good for you, because this is, I think, a, a product that I've researched this stuff like crazy just to find the convenience factor. I've never seen it. Um, I love the packaging and it, it really does bring a convenience factor to somebody that's on the go that also wants to be healthy as well. Um, I bet it tastes good too. You want me to taste one or you guys all, should we all taste yeah. some? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's, let's try them. Um, 
Yeah, Doc, you so want one? Want to that one? The squash one out. The butternut squash is a little spicy. I love spicy. I love spicy, okay, too. Love okay, well then, spicy green. Spicy? Okay, spicy green it. it is. John, you uh, want to grab one? Go for it. Oh. You got to shake it first, you or no? Shake yeah, up. you can shake it if you want. Should we shake it up? There you go. Tops are easy to open, which is nice. Yes. Yum. You like? Um... Taste mine. Mm. Oh my god, that's really good. Here we're gonna trade. It's so good. <laughs> I'm in love. I'm in love. Wow. Oh dang. Yeah. I'm not even. This is not an. Hey, she's on the <laughs> oh, show. Dang, I'm exaggerating. So <laughs> it is so good. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna hold that one. Yeah, there you go. This oh, one's this mine. One. Yeah, this one's mine. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm glad you guys so know. No, good. And I'm, this is, again, not an exaggeration. The fact that it's that good, it lasts 70 days, and it's actually healthy for you. And I can tell it tastes really good cold. So I know if I warm it up, it's going to probably taste even better. But it tastes really good cold. Well, that and that's exactly – we sample the soups always cold because um, – a, to open up people's minds about the idea of having it chilled if you're really in a rush. Yeah. Or if it's hot out and you'd like something more refreshing but filling. And um, people are surprised by how great they taste cold. So, of course, they're going to taste great hot, too. And yeah. They, they smell so good. Smell good. It's, it's not just – It's. I was expecting it to be, like, bland and plain. And this is fantastic. Oh. And the aftertaste is good because a lot of times you'll have – like. If I have a protein shake or a protein bar or something healthy, yeah. you have this weird um, chalkiness, chalky aftertaste. Mm -hmm. If you've ever had any of those products, I'm sure a lot of people who've listened at some point, even if they don't have it consistently, have had that. This has the aftertaste of having soup in a restaurant. It's good. Thank you. That's yeah. This is this is fantastic. This is it's like a meal. It is like it, a, yeah. It, it is. It really is. There's this some is. chewiness to it too. It's yeah. like it's not just drinking. It's so good. That's my problem with day three of a juice diet. I've never done a five because after if I tried to go day four, God knows what would happen to me. I have to hmm. deal with people all day. But the inability to have something that makes it feel like I'm eating something, chewing, chewing. I think psychologically throws me for a loop. Yeah. I think you know we're used to I. I chew gum a lot to begin with, but I feel like I almost overdo it or I'm trying to like have a lollipop or something that makes me feel like I'm eating something because by day three I'm going nuts, whereas this feels like you're having a meal, not I'm having a glass of water constantly for three days, which drives me crazy. Right. That's We definitely wanted to leave a little texture to it for that reason, and that's also um, why we wanted to have them be able to be warmed, that you could microwave them in the container because I think that additional like warmth always feels more like a meal to people, whereas cold, people tend to relate it to drinks. This question is kind of, I'll ask you, Austin, first, and Doc, I'll ask you second, is um, something I noticed last time I did a big fitness challenge, and I've kind of extended it to my life. Evan, who's a good buddy of mine, said, you know, have a gallon of water a day, because being able to hydrate your body really changes the dynamic of whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to stay injury-free, um, I know you were talking about your alkaline water. Is that a big piece of what you guys do, just making sure that there's enough water content in your meals and what your fitness? Yeah, has? I mean, um, in general, hydration. One uh, um, a misnomer that a lot of people don't know is that many times when um, you're hung, you think you're hungry, you're actually thirsty. 
So that's a big component of why you should always stay hydrated. Uh, uh, another thing that we love about these soups is you already have built-in hydration. Yeah. I love it. Doctor, for you, kind of segueing into injury prevention, is water that big thing that people should not forget to drink? I know a lot of people, they say eight glasses a day, but if you ask the average person, they probably have one bottle of water a day. If that, yeah. If that. And I always give the people the equation of like, well, take your body weight in pounds, put it in half, and that's how many ounces. So if you're 150 pounds, 75 ounces of water. Okay. Like, it's a great equation to work with. And think about, like, your car. You change your oil always. Yeah. Because if you don't, your water, your the oil gets more viscous and it doesn't run as well. Well, think about your blood. Like, you want to be hydrated. You want your blood pumping easily and smoothly for your body. You want your joints and your muscles and you want everything to have hydration and be able to move and not be all gunky. Because you know and you feel like you haven't drank water in forever. You just feel sluggish. It's because your body doesn't move as well. It's not as pliable. Yeah. Um, both of you obviously live in the lifestyle of health or in the business aspect of health and wellness. Allison, what do you do to stay healthy on your own? Because running a business is a, it's stressful. We talked, you, you have dealt with some bouts of vertigo and I, you asked doctor before we got on air, um, you know, the stress, you know, effect that lacks, I'm sure running a business. And you alluded to the fact that you like to control the aspects of business, which is natural for most business owners. I feel like business owners have that, I wanna make sure I have my hands in everything we do type mindset. Um, obviously running a business is stressful. What do you do to stay not stressed? To de-stress. To de-stress. Um, I, um, even though definitely, you- It'd be nice to strive for some balance in your life. It's hard to have that when you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. But um, I do make, um, I do continue to make um, health and wellness a priority. Um, workouts are like my sanity. So I make sure to get my workouts in. I like to start my day with it because um, I know that if I don't, then there's always something to do and I will never make it there. Morning person then mm-hmm. for your workouts? No, but I make myself be. Yeah. So you, so you wake up early to do the yep, workouts? Yep, I make I wake up early, get my workout out of the way, and that way I already am like starting the day with a clear mindset and what like time? some of that de-stress. Um 6 or 7. Okay. So not like super early. Not a crazy person. Last week we had a guy Jordan <laughs> pile on so we were talking about when to start your uh your fitness journey. Is it in the morning or is it at night? When do you do it? And I, I'm bad at waking up, but it's the one thing I want to change in my life is get up and do my workout right away. Cause by the end of the day, I make a million excuses for why I shouldn't cause I'm exhausted and I've run a couple businesses, but if I just get it done, I'm done. Well, that's, and that's always my advice when people are asking like, when should I work out in the evening or in the morning? And I always tell people whenever you can make it happen most frequently. Right. So, um, and I agree. And that's what happens being a business owner that uh, there's never, there's always something to do. So yeah. And I feel like if I took it and it was earlier, I could do it. Because I, I do it at night because at night nobody's bothering me, I feel. Because by 11 p.m. I'm not getting emails and calls dramatically. I might They might pepper in a little bit, but not too many of them. But if I wake up at 7.30 or 8, if I'm working out until 9.30, then there, I start to get the anxiety by looking at my phone. So I should probably go back to 6.30 and then I'll be okay. Yeah, my rule of thumb that I do is I, I do look at my phone at night way too late but which is probably why i can't sleep ever um but in the morning my rule is that i don't don't look at my email when i wake up okay i just go straight and work out and then once i am done working out then i can look at my email okay perfect doctor how about you 
so I belong to a rock climbing gym. Okay. And I have a personal trainer. And so because I have all the knowledge in my brain to maintain my health, but it's like one more thing for me to think about. So if I have a personal trainer that just says, do this exercise this many times, I don't have to be thinking or solving a problem. I can just do it. So that's how I maintain my health. And also a big key for me is meditation okay. every single day, no matter what. We touched on that last week too. Do you use an app or do you do it yourself? Both. Actually, Both. I have like two different kinds of meditation. So Perfect. I have a 10 minutes on an app from Sam Harris. And then I do about 15 to half hour of my own style of medicine. Do you do, or it, in meditation. The, do, you do it in the morning or at night before sleep? Varies. Very, oh man, okay. I'm like all over the map. Like you're saying like, I, it's my goal for this year too of like getting to be more like I have the intentionality of doing it in the morning and then I don't yeah I'm the same way <laughs> I wake up and now it's my, my dog's getting older so God bless him he's waking me up sooner he just uh, kind of sits next to me in pants he's 130 pounds so he can sit in his face when I'm laying on the bed like right at my face and I'm like alright you gotta go out and I take him out but then I make the mistake of immediately looking at my phone yeah. and then I'm putting fires out and then I just I run out of the house and it takes me a long time to get to the city. So I, like you, want to make the intention of this year getting it out of the way in the morning. Um, you touched on having a personal trainer. That's like the fitness mentor. And I, I was a personal trainer myself in college. And I remember when I running a business got me so out of shape and it got me to a point where when I became out of shape, I was just operating at a much less effective level to my peers and the people I was coaching. So I went and hired a good buddy of the show, Evan Shy, to be that mentor for me. I knew what I had to do, but he would just tell me what to do and actually did a better job than I would have myself. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I love, since I've been working with, um, I got a couple different guys, depending on who's in town and who's out of town and when I'm in town and out of town, but it's just having that, it's on my calendar. Like I don't yeah. miss it. And if it, if it, it's on my calendar exists and somehow if it's left up to me, I'll be like, ah, later. There's a cool app and there's a guy, Hamish, who's a friend of mine and he's kind of blown up if he's the, uh, on Instagram, I think he's the Steve Jobs of fitness and he's an incredible guy to meet because he's six foot 11 or seven feet tall and about 340 pounds. So he's the largest human you've ever seen. I mean, his, his arms are about that big, but he's also like seven feet tall. So he almost looks like a superhero, but his app's called Moby PT. And what he basically does, and he might be a good guy for you to link up with because He's taken all the big cities and he says he's trying to solve the pain piece of traveling athletes or business people now or anybody who's traveling a lot. And he says, you know, if you work out with your trainer here in Chicago and then you're the type of person that you your job forces you to travel, but you're in New York and then you're in Miami and then you're everywhere else. Very unlikely are you going to hire a personal trainer there. So Moby PT is basically the Uber idea of a personal trainer will come to the gyms at the hotels, but they'll have your fitness profile. So if nice. you are the sort of person who does this sort of fitness, you can pick somebody who's in that realm and they will come and they then report back on the platform. I believe that's how the platform works to the person that you work out with back at home. So your fitness journey can carry with you to everywhere you go instead of, oh man, I'm going out of town now. I sat on a plane for four hours and you're stiff and you get there and I think they do massage and I don't know if they do um, physical therapy and chiropractic work on it, but it'd be a cool side piece for him to have as well. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, I'm on a plane about once a month or so really? to God knows where. Okay. Um, and the, um, so having that would be really cool to have. Yeah, it's like. a... Um, it's he thought about it and he was a celebrity trainer up in Minnesota and I'd met him because he was looking for for real estate out here and uh 
he's a larger than life guy and his backstory is absolutely incredible and he said that was the pain piece for a lot of his clients and i'm sure a lot of people you see probably run into the same problem of you know they come they see you and then they sit on a plane for a long time and then the posture is ruined they go somewhere else they don't work out and they're coming back here hurt again yeah um but yeah it's a pretty cool app nice. check that one out Allison, back to you, because I, I told you we could probably go for two hours with you guys, but we're past the hour. I think John just gave me the note that we're almost past an hour. We um, started late. Huh? We started a little late. Yeah, but I th- you know, you two have, A, I'm passionate about what, bo- what both of you do, and I think you solve such a cool pain piece for a lot of people, you and obviously uh, the medical side of it, and even more especially with uh, the dizziness and vertigo and how you guys treat that, but... You're solving such a day-to-day, Allison, a a day-to-day issue with maintaining health and wellness while having something that tastes well and something that you can take with you anywhere. Um, I'm fascinated by how you guys got to where you got. Any advice for people who are getting into business? Because you grassrooted this business basically from nothing, from a passion to where you're at. Any advice for anybody who's getting in business? Not necessarily the juicing business, because I don't think anybody can compete with you guys, but just in business in general. Um, I would say um, filter. Um, when, as I was building my business, I mean, I'm, I was constantly running into, um, everyone wants to give you their opinion yep. and their thoughts on everything. And um, I, I agree with Michelle. I mean, I have quite a few mentors but um along with the along with them and everyone else who wants to give you your opinion you need to filter all that information and really decide what's right for you and for the business and there were a lot of people trying to talk me out of some really critical components that I wanted to have for packaging and whatnot and I just decided to stay with what I knew it was right and not get talked out of it and I think it's important to be able to stick to those fundamental ideas and not be talked out of your vision good for you Went with your gut on a lot of this stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it worked out. I, I cannot wait to start trying your stuff from Whole Foods. I, I shop there way too often. Call it Whole Paycheck. Each brown bag <laughs> is... A, I, I've figured out that each brown bag can at least take somewhere between 70 to 250 bucks worth of food. Those things feel like you could carry 100 pounds in them, <laughs> however they make them. But I go to Whole Foods a lot. Mariano's, you said. Where else? Mariano's, Fresh Time, Better Health, Fruitful okay. Yield. So you guys are accessible. So if somebody's looking to get this, and seriously, I'm not just saying it. Um, Michelle was here. John said it too. They taste really, really, really good. Um, and the fact that you can just grab this thing and go and then keep the packaging and use it for tea or something else is absolutely incredible. Uh, what I forgot to ask this. What's the price point on this? Six ninety nine. Oh, it's cheaper than the juices. Yeah. Wow. I would have expected it's more. Good for you guys. Yeah. Um, I would have paid more for it um, because it's a meal. You can't get a meal for a healthy meal for six. Exactly. If you think about any time you step out for lunch, even if you're getting a salad, it's like twelve, thirteen dollars. My salad from Bernie's, I love them. I, oh. It's my, one of my favorite salads. 20 think, bucks. $20 yeah. today, yeah. Right. It's a $20 salad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. six ninety nine. it's less than the juices. I think the juices I was buying were close to 10 bucks a juice. Right, and then you're still hungry. Starving and hangry. Um, well, congratulations. I love this concept. It's incredible packaging. Um, like I said, we could probably chat with you guys for hours upon hours. 
I'm definitely going to get on this. Please put butter in John's juices <laughs> if he orders them from you because I don't want him beating me at this challenge. No. <laughs> but I'm going to try Not it. Fair. And I can, I'll can. i reach out to you or your website about which ones to use for a cleanse if I want to yeah, actually do a definitely. cleanse. Yeah, um, definitely. Like I said, we're going to actually be posting something about a DIY cleanse that you can um, go to the store and get our soups and combine them and do your own cleanse at home. So cool. you can check our site for that. How many days are the cleanses? We usually recommend three because okay. that seems um, what's sustainable yeah. for most people, which I recommend doing what you can actually stick to. I had a, I had a friend of mine do a seven-day cleanse. I'm like, why? I don't know how you got to day five and six and still you know, didn't go crazy. I would have lost my mind after four or five. But I cannot wait to uh, try this as a cleanse. and then just con- I think it's going to be my lunch. So people who are meeting with me at lunch now don't have to wait five to ten minutes, depending on who they are, for me to go scarf down my meal way too fast. So thanks for coming on. And, Doctor, thank you for coming on. I think I'm going to have to probably come see you, whether I like it or don't. I will like it um, to just work through some of my pain and injuries. And um, congratulations on everything you guys do with um, – the dizziness part of what you guys do, because I think it's becoming a bigger and at least more publicly um, scrutinized thing when it comes to concussions leading to dizziness. And obviously, people with vertigo, like I said, I had a friend of mine who, it seemed helpless. It, it really did. I felt so bad for him. He went and saw doctors and doctors and doctors, and he was good for a bit. And then, again, it was a very helpless feeling to him. So congratulations. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Um, thanks for coming on. John, what do we got next? Uh, you want me to announce next week? Do we have a... We have... What do we have next week? Let's take a look. Yeah. Uh, next week, we have Brad Anastasia. Yep. He is an author of Finding Your Way to Happiness. Fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. He's coming him. on with uh, uh, Sir Lawrence Dunning. Dunning. Yep. This, Entrepreneur extraordinaire. They, um, they're doing a uh, big talk on happiness. Brad wrote a book. This is actually, you guys both might really like it. I read it about four or five years ago. I'm going to read it again this weekend just to prep for next week. But um, Brad's an incredible guy who was very, very successful, got tired of the rat race, moved to South America, lived there for a little while, very under his means, wrote a book on happiness, came back. He's, again, a very successful guy. Um, and the book just touches on how to figure out your way to happy because everybody's definition of happy is quite different. So I'm excited. It's going to be a little bit of a different show next week. Uh, we're going to be talking to them about uh, happiness and his book and um, how he's trying to make his book go viral. Very good. Cool. Look Anything else it. from you? Uh, no, well, you know, real quick. Uh, you going to shout out again? No, no, no. <laughs> mess me up I just, again? I, just, I, I guess I could ask off air. Where did, where did you go, uh, Allison? Where did you go to culinary school? Oh, Kendall. Oh, oh okay. Cool. The reason I'm asking, my nephew actually went there oh, as well. Yeah. Really? I literally had the best experience there. I mean, um, I went to U of I for undergrad, and I, hands down, had such a like, better experience at Kendall. But maybe right. that's also because I was cooking. Passionate. Right? Absolutely. No, yeah. he loved it. He, he did the four-year um, program there. And then he born and raised in Chicago, but he moved out to Seattle and now he's living in New York working out there as well. It, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, everyone who I've talked to has gone there has really had um, an amazing experience. Fantastic. Well, you've taken that education and you've turned it into a heck of a business. Uh, congratulations again. This is um, really cool and it's something totally different than anything I've ever seen um, in this realm of wellness. 
Thank you, and thanks for connecting me with Michelle. I can't wait to talk and go visit. So yeah, this things. was yeah. this was a this cool was... roundtable. Like <laughs> I said, really and the people who watch this all the time, they don't always get uh, two people who are kind of in the same um, uh, lineup of work. You guys, health, wellness, and I have people for both of you that I think would really, really help connecting you guys with. And that's kind of the idea of the show is growing a local Chicago-based group of entrepreneurs that can kind of network with one another and uh, help each other grow. Yep. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. And John, I guess that's it. We'll see you guys next Wednesday at 3 o'clock. I promise you we will have the stream fixed. I will make another 70 phone calls to Comcast <laughs> or go knock on a Comcast door somewhere. In three, two.